Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode 28. And today will be a continuation of the conversation from last week that Chris and I were having, and we will be joined by James Moran today, our producer. And we're going to talk again about some burnout, some post-traumatic growth, and we're going to throw some movie stuff in there as well. So everybody sit back, relax, and enjoy the Washdown, episode 28. Yeah. That is news to me. We talked about it in the first part of this. Do you, uh, I'm I don't remember the first part. Besides, somehow he appeared out of thin air, and uh, I don't get it. Do you want and me I stop, changed my clothes. Do you I want think. me to stop by the highway department and get a one way sign on my way home? Teleportation. You should. Well, yeah, I'll grab a one way sign. Time machine. Something. Time machine. I don't know. Hope you don't get on it because you're only going to go one way. You're never going to come back. Yeah, but. It isn't time. Time only goes one way. Yeah. Okay, so listen, we do need to have a chit-chat, though. Have Straight you line. watched the new Loki series? Not yet. I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah, I don't we like can't wa- talk about it. I don't like watching it one I brought time. it up whenever we were doing this podcast earlier. Yeah. And he shut me down. It's pretty cool. I know. But I don't like watching one episode. I have to wait a week. I'm going to watch it all. Oh, like, so I watched WandaVision in one day. See, I can't get into WandaVision. It, you know, it took me a few... I, I made it in like the half hour of the first episode. I was like, Ey. it got a lot better. Then it needed to be adjusted. Why? Why? Because you're not picking up really. Am I picking up now? How about now? Yeah, you're doing okay now. Why don't you sing the song there, Piano Man? Yeah. That would require me to sit forward, and I don't feel like doing that today. <laughs> it's ab muscles. <laughs> in the absence of. Yeah. <laughs> So to kind of rehash a little bit what we talked about while you were invisible. Um, Andy was a mute. Andy was a mute. Was awesome. which, that was so, so awesome. great. <laughs> My ears didn't bleed afterwards. I know, but I'm sorry. That was me and I was making fun of you and I apologize. I just say yeah. that was our lowest rated episode, but continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was brought to my attention that maybe we kind of take the jokes about each other a little bit too far. Yeah, I don't think about that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like we actually joked with Nelson enough. It was usually you or me. If you truly yeah. look back on it. Hey, man, you don't hammer your star. He yeah. dodged a lot of bullets. Yeah. So. Call me Neo. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, and, you know, and looking back and going back and watching some older episodes and in just general yeah, that's my arthritis in just general conversation you know um we do you and i seem to go a little bit far it's nelson that does it to us it could be his presence strong possibility just brings out the. if you think about us. it has there ever been a time just you and i that we've ever been so mean to each other no exactly it's only when he's around. Exactly. What, what my understanding is sudden, when you guys are in your Jeep trips, all you do is fight and argue. No, we're no. constructive. Yeah, we don't. We help each other. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you make an appearance, and we're at each other's throats, and you just sit back and watch. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an answer? That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. A plus. <laughs> oh, so I did have a little Jeep trivia for you. Okay. You know where the two fingers came from? When you're driving, see another Jeep, you put the two fingers up. Mm-hmm. It's two fingers and a thumb, but continue. Yeah. 
no. Go, it's, go it's, for it, it. It was always two fingers. If you had a thumb, you're weird. But still. So after World War II, all those Jeeps that were over there got sent home. A lot of vets took them mm-hmm. and put them back together or were driving them. Yeah. So whenever they'd see somebody else driving one, they'd do the two fingers for the V for victory ah. because they knew that person was a vet as well who fought in World War II. Hmm. That's a little bit of. But where did the thumb come from? <laughs> where did the thumb come from? Millennials. Uh, that was around before them. No, who knows? I, I don't know. Every, they can blame for everything. <laughs> Jeep saved the day. <laughs> They're just waiting. We're waiting. I'm not, yep. Have you seen the uh, new Jurassic Kingdom or Jurassic World trailer? Uh, I have. I, I saw no. part of it today. Oh, I, the only thing I saw really truly like I'm excited for the movie. But I saw JL getting chased by a T-Rex with it in the mirror, and I was like, that's it's exactly what I needed. And you know that that Jeep cannot outrun that T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was the Hellcat. Oh, it was the Hellcat version? Well, it had to have been. <laughs> it got over stupid elect- If it was a stupid electric one, I would have died. <laughs> 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 I put that little two-liter diesel in there. Oh, yeah. It's pa- about the torque. You think badges can outrun a T-Rex? The um, whole way. <laughs> let's see. Downhill with a tailwind? That's yeah. after it breaks down, right? If it's actually running, that Jeep will run. See, I think you'd be safe because I would just get under patches because the T Rex would look at it and be like, and go on. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like vomit. <laughs> you guys shut up. I'm trying to sell that Jeep. <laughs> Maybe you should draw some teeth on it like the old B2 bombers used to have. Oh. You know, I could, like a baby I, could put, I could do Also, a, it wasn't the B2 bomber. It was the P40 tail. There, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's right. My bad. Or what I could do instead is go ahead and, you know, fabricate some stuff for the grill to make it the angry eyebrows. Like. Nah, oh, no, broken no, again. No, not like. Not like. Uh-huh. Not like. Not like. Oh, yeah. Back to stock silver, baby. <laughs> stock silver. I think you should get some of those eyelashes you see on the, the, B, the VW bugs. Oh, hell yeah. I think that would sell it immediately. That's going to add like $4,000 of value. So we get like $4,500 for the Jeep. Actually, are you actively trying to sell that thing right now? Yes. Well, you're doing a terrible job because you use car market. Shoo! Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Well, I haven't actually put it up. I was oh. going to wait until, because I have to put I was the... Thinking, I was thinking about considering doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's it was supposed to go up on Sunday, but I just ran out of time. Um, I have to replace the ignition switch in it because it's loose or something and it's causing a drain on the battery so it's not letting the ignition go all the way off basically let's put a battery kill switch on it's even cooler oh yeah i could do that too but i already have the new part so yeah but nothing's cooler than just being like yeah pretty cool yeah until you forget (laughs) and then you're not cool (laughs) at all (laughs) Click, 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 shit. <laughs> See what happened was <laughs> I locked my keys in the car and I couldn't figure out how to get in to the soft top. So let me yeah. tell you an idiot Moran story here. I've technically locked my keys in the car with the battery dead because Fords mm-hmm. have the keypad, right? So yeah. I just lock my key in the truck and come back and hit the code and get in. Yeah. Unless you leave your headlights on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you know that your insurance will not cover it if your truck gets stolen and the keys are in it. And so then here's another problem. <laughs> your battery's dead. Let me pop the hood, right? 
but you got to get in the car to pop said hood. <laughs> it's quite the conundrum. That's where Palpatine comes in. He just does a little juice lightning from his fingertips. Sweet. I just I want to circle back. Circle, circle back, back around. Well, yeah. I saw, I'm going to circle back to that. I did see a meme on Facebook the other day. It was like, scientists are like researching if stress can... Um, like be turned into energy, and it was just like unlimited power. <laughs> Damn right it can. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's talk about since we're talking about movies, let's continue the conversation that we were having again while you were invisible and mute. Um, about inspiration, things that you can take inspiration from in movies and kind of apply them. To mental health. Just moving forward, we're not going to discuss Varsity Blues, right? I don't want your life. <laughs> I just watched Varsity Blues the other day. Because I took a lot of inspiration from that, but I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> Dude, that was like a 10... You're talking about a 10-minute scene. All right? 10! <laughs> I, won't, I won't quote the rest of that. If you, yeah, if you no. truly want to know what Adrian was like growing up, Varsity oh, Blues. well, yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah. Any yeah. small town. <laughs> I do want to talk about Varsity Because <laughs> <laughs> he was Billy Bob. You're definitely Tweeter. No. <laughs> so who does that make you? Because you can't have two Billy Bobs. A black and white Billy Bob. Problem solved. Yeah. We're on both sides of the line. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not Lance Harbor. No. I think or that's... Jonathan Moxon. Yeah. I love that dog. I think it's a pig. <laughs> I <Yep>. know. <laughs> he ditches a waffle and peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> Takes a shot of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys got issues. <laughs> There's so many lines I want to quote, but I'm like, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Let's reel it back in a little bit. So I know you had a list. Yeah, I found one. It's got 10 movies on it. We'll start with, and then I'll go find something else. Cause... <clears throat> first of all, I've never actually seen the first one. I've seen parts. Like the good parts of the movie. The Wolf of Wall Street. Never seen it. What? Yeah. No. Never seen it. It says, it, so uh, I do know we're this, looking for a new member of the podcast. If anybody's interested, <laughs> thank you. I do know the speech they're talking about. It's his, his motivational speech to get ready to sell stuff and buy things. Are you talking about Matthew McConaughey's speech? No, they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I do like that <laughs> I one have better. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. I do like that one better, Matthew McConaughey, but they're talking about DiCaprio's. Okay. That's easy. So, Leonardo DiCaprio's second best movie. What do you think his first I gotta best guess. movie is? You're going to go Departed. No. Basketball Diaries. No. Titanic. Titanic. Django. <laughs> Not a Tarantino I, I can't. Fan. I can't argue I can't, that. Can't, I can't argue can't. that. You can't. No, it was a great movie. Half of it was like off script. Mm-hmm. And it had Samuel Jackson in it. But he's in everything, so. Yeah. What Name a movie Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson hasn't been in. Lord of the Rings. He had a cameo. He was, he was an orc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, so for what we're talking about, we'll go. We'll just skip to number nine, the Gridiron Gang. 
with The Rock. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh, yeah. That, that had, was a good one. So that had a lot of stuff in it. I mean, you have kids that are struggling. That's I, a strain on on them and him. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I took away from that movie was the whole second chance aspect of it. Yeah. And that, you know... It, it's redemption. Yeah, and it's about hard work. If I, you put in the hard work, you know... I mean, obviously life's not going to be perfect, but nothing is. Mm-mm. But if you put in the hard work, you at least give yourself a shot. So I think for me, the biggest thing I have it was resilience. Like that, like just the, but again, like it, it, that's a broad term to that movie because there's a lot of things that go into it, like hard work, you know, like it, yeah. but that resilient mindset, like that those kids had to overcome because it was just continually yank shit, yank shit. Here's the life you need to be a part of just negative, 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 where it, even just the mental aspect, little if you take out the foot, the physical aspect of football, just the hard work of the mental aspect to overcome that in order to be, be able to perform physically was amazing. And we're talking about kids that we know's brains st- still haven't even fully developed. I'm a teenagers. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of growing up in the, in the area they did, you know, you yeah. know getting the, in the trouble they got into is what they saw every day and the gangs trying to get to them and recruit them and yeah. all of it. And being, it goes back to his resiliency of being, no, and not worrying about what people thought or said about you. No. Or, or just not even not, not thinking about it, just finding the purpose and finding the reason. Like we've, we've all had it, you yeah. know, but like seeing that there's more than what, you know, your blinders allow you to see at that time. Yeah. God, now that we got, so I'd love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Early, early rock movie. Yeah. Before he was the sequel king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing him in Black Adam. I think he'll do good. Oh, I'm yeah, looking I forward think to that that's too. That'd be great. The anti-hero. Yeah. That'd be good. Remember the Titans. Okay. Pick, pick a scene. Pick a, pick a part of the movie. You talk about overcoming something completely different in that time. I think uh, the biggest takeaway for me from that movie was Ryan Gosling's dancing. Mine was uh, Hayden Pantier. What was she? Who was she yelling at when like the dad turns around? The referee. The referee. About the call. They're in the playoff game, yeah. and they're making all the bad calls against the Titans. No, she was yelling about a player. Remember? Like Mm-mm. saying he couldn't hit or something, and like, uh, she was saying he's getting beat or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you remember the scene? They're in the dorm room. They're mm-hmm. in, yeah, basically. You ever heard the term of cruel and unusual punishment? Yeah, he's playing the old country. <laughs> I thought that would at least. It's not, get it's, it's not fun anymore, is it? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, no fun. No zero fun, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. <laughs> I saw like a little video meme the other day, and it was like <laughs> life in EMS. It was like, oh, you... it's not fun anymore, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. It, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So the the biggest thing for me is, and kind of just kind of thinking about it, is we've talked about it before in like the leadership stuff that we've talked about of setting people up for success. And you remember the the kid that was playing running back and he couldn't hold on to the ball and this and that. And he was just getting down on himself. Head coach was down on him. Was that a Donald 
Dolph Faison. Faison, yeah. And Love him on scrubs. Yeah. Petey. So, yeah, Petey. And then, so the defensive Hold coach. Hold on to the ball, Petey. The defensive coach takes him, brings him over to the defensive side of the ball to play cornerback, and the kid becomes a stud. You know? And it's just, that's where he needed to be at that point mm-hmm. in time. But he was the running back. The running back, y'all. Yeah. That's struck boat. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, that's great leadership, seeing something. And being able to make a decision like that in that period of time. Yeah. When people were not happy about <clears throat> the schools being brought together and putting a football team out there that was, at the time, integrated. Yeah. I mean, it's – which, you know, the three of us sitting at this table really cannot relate no. to that time period because it's always been that way for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But, you know, you read, read articles, you hear stories, you watch old interviews. Yeah. And you can, you can see people struggling with yeah. it and what it, what it did to them mentally because it was so different. You're changing a way of life. Yeah, and and for the better. Don't get me wrong, but you're changing the way of life, and any change that's that big is tough on everybody on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I have another. I we God, we could do this all day with sports movies. I they're think not, they're not all sports movies. I know, but one of the biggest ones for me is Friday Night Lights. Damn it, that was the next one. <laughs> Sorry, way to jump the gun, I, Mr. Uh, hmm. Mm. I, I learned a lot when I was invisible and mute and just watching. Yeah. Just watching over my shoulder. Um, yeah. No, I that the the movie was very lots of similarities to my growing up being from a small town with a lot of success in football and expectations, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> what what stands out to me in that movie is a little bit of resiliency to the I think we have to what I sorry. What I like about that movie is it does a good job, if you know what to look for, of pointing out those kids' mental health due to the expectations that was upon them. Oh yeah, and their home life. And their mm-hmm. and their home life. And, and it's expected in the home just as much as on the field. But they were but so not you in know, the classroom. Like, if you look at uh yeah. if you want if you really pay attention. God, what was his name? Number twenty six, the fullback. Um, Tim McGraw's son. That was Garrett Headland was the actor. Yeah, that played but him, I just but, can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, in the movie, but like, wasn't that a kid from um, Sling Blade? Nah, no, that was know. no, that was, was he uh, was in that, he was in, he was in the movie. movie. He was quarterback. That's um, right. Okay, yeah. sorry, I got That's Lucas Black. Yeah, but what what I liked about it was his home life was just as stressful as the quarterbacks with his mom. Yeah, completely opposite. Yeah, but Taylor just Hitch. as stressful. And who, and who who played the fullback? Taylor Hitch. He was in the series, not in the movie. The only person in the series was the coach. No, Billy Bob was the coach in the movie. Yeah, there's nobody from the movie crossed over into the series. I don't think. That's right. Um, but so it, it, it's that been a was, long time since I saw Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Um, but anyway, th- that's what I liked about it was that it uh, it, it, it showed all the aspects. Don Billingsley. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it showed it showed all the aspects and just that constant expect everywhere they went. Y'all going to win state, going mm-hmm. undefeated. Y'all going to beat Midland mm-hmm. League. Like no, no matter where you went, it was the same thing. 
with zero regard to them. <clears throat> it was the expectation of the team with the zero regard to the individuals mm-hmm. that made it up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Varsity Blues was the same way. Yeah. And, and yeah. to me, that's just like fascinating because now I was a freshman in high school when that movie came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And even at the time, hell, we didn't even know about concussions then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you just got, you got knocked out for a second. You're yeah. good. Get in there. Yeah. It, wasn't until my, bell rung. it wasn't until my junior year of football in college that they were like, we're going to try this concussion test thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but at the time, you know, looking back on it now, I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh my god! Like, yeah. Like, how do you expect these kids to develop? Yeah. And it's, and we can get completely even sidetracked if you want to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, development of like even kids in urban areas, like starting even younger than that. Um, but yeah, that was something I love about that movie is even just it, this, as simple as the cinematography was to like zoom in on facial expressions and just different things that I thought the actors did a phenomenal job of. I, to me, really highlights, you know, a lot of mental health just that we don't just the assumed expectations and we can even bring it back in, you know, in the fire service and law enforcement and EMS and hospital base, like, like this assumed expectation of you can take this because of the career you are in. And because you chose it. Yeah. Like, and we look at, we look at it as a whole, the football team as a whole, the fire service as a whole. And we forget that it's all these little individual members that like one of them can sink the boat. Yeah. If we, you know, well, I think, and that's the thing is people forget we're individuals. We are people just like everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that goes the same with any team, any organization or whatever. They're made up of people. So, yeah, you know, like you, you see the house fire, you see a, you know, fire truck pull up, four guys get off, you know, somebody stay in the yard. All they see is black and white or tan bunker gear getting off with face pieces that you can't even see their face, and they just walk in and do a job. And was truly, you know, when your house is on fire and you're in an emergency, you don't think about it as a human. You think about it as a, you don't think about them as a human. You think about them as a solution, a, a machine per se. Yeah. And you forget that that machine has emotions. Yep. A memory. Yeah. That's true. So sorry to sidetrack, but that's why no, I love Friday Night Lights so much. Is because the, it just it highlights so many things so well if you know what to look for. Yeah, that's what the conversation's about. So, I got another one. If you want to go down rabbit hole and not talk about football all night, deal. Hoosiers. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen that movie. <laughs> Dude, Gene, Gene Hackman's I mean, best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about second chances. You talk about expectations put on kids. I mean, all that movie has all of it. His and then overcoming. High. Yeah. And then the, the kids rising and even exceeding those expectations. And so Dennis Hopper getting clean. Yeah. And failing and getting clean again. Yeah. With his alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a lot in there and great lessons believe believe in yourself yeah i mean he pretty much if you really i mean i'm sure you could probably talk to somebody who's in the military and actually went through boot camp but he kind of tore him down and then built built him right back up to be better the best part of that scene or the best part of that movie at least to me and (laughs) my coach actually did it whenever we were whenever i was a freshman we went got really deep in the state playoffs we went and played at lsu because that's where we had state playoffs in louisiana Tape measure to the free throw line. 
to the basket. It's the same. The court's the same. All this other stuff, it's just window dressing. The game is the same. The court's the same. See, my favorite part was when he went to the ref and got himself ejected on purpose. Throw me out. <laughs> to make Dennis Hopper uncomfortable. Yeah. And to coach. Yeah. And to to show him that he can do this. Yeah. You've gotten clean. You have no self-confidence. You have no self-respect right now. And this is how I'm going to help you get it back because nothing else has worked. Yeah. So you put him in an uncomfortable situation because well, you know he's going to succeed. That comes back to the whole growth thing that we've talked about multiple mm-hmm. times. Of you, you're not going to grow if you stay in that Your little comfortable zone. place. And I, I you got to stretch out. I think as a mentor, as a friend, as a parent, if you love somebody, you respect them, you want them to grow, I think uncomfortable situations, the word no, failure, are critical. No, oh, they absolutely are, are, are. absolutely critical. And But I think there's a fine line with that. You know, we talk about like the movie Friday Night Lights or even like, especially in public service, who are the hardest people on on each other? Ourselves. Yeah. And when expectations are always set so high and you don't meet them, and we're just talking about just professionally or, you know, on a team or whatever, like it plays a role on your mental health if you are not prepared for failure. You have to be prepared for it. You don't want it. You don't expect it, but you have to be prepared for it. Yeah, and in our line of work, in law enforcement and just healthcare in general, failure—it's a lot like baseball. You fail more than you truly succeed. Mm-hmm. Now you can, yeah. Well, if you unfuck three- a situation worse <laughs> than it was, but if we're talking about overall success, and like, yeah, you know, success is arriving as soon as the outlet sparked before it caught the house fire, <laughs> the yeah. house on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, we have to prepare ourselves, or we will constantly in our own like outside of everybody else like unless we are prepared for failure or prepared to deal with failure we're it we're a ticking time bomb yeah and you're, and, you're and gonna bring we, up batting averages i was and at 300 yeah you're in the hall of fame yeah. yeah seven seven out of ten times you failed yep three out of ten you got it right but i I, I think it starts even you know we could <laughs> Not appropriate for this podcast. We go on a separate side note about, you know, parents living vicariously through children in sports or whatever. But, like, we see it starting more and more and more and more. The younger and younger and younger and younger. Like, Mm -hmm. succeed, 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 succeed. But we're never like, but we're also going to help you get ready for failure because that's going to happen. We just focus on success. Yeah. And no backup plan. Yeah. I I learn more from when I fail than when I'm told what to do. By trying it and failing. And figuring it out. The amount of times I've built shit or put shit together without reading the instructions just to get it together and be like, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you would think, how, but you would think you would learn to read the instructions. That's part of success. If you read the instructions, you're already halfway to success. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. Yeah. You want to stick with sports? You want to go another way? Dude. Just I'm not going in the specific order they've got. Okay, just roll the dice. What do you got? Independence Day. Wait, what? Independence Day. Like the one I was actually just joking around with and brought up earlier? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean when Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum saved the entire planet? I was the, more talking about... With a MacBook? President and Kicked Littmore. a bunch of... 
<laughs> Aliens asses. I mean, the president's speech. Is it greatest day in American history? That the Great. true story of Independence Day? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Back in 1776, <laughs> Will Smith got damn into- Tommy aliens. <laughs> Go ahead with the president's speech, please. So we all remember the president's speech. Yeah, it's at, fantastic. At, at the end of the movie. You still get goosebumps every time I watch yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And whatever he's been through in those two days. Just a yeah. long two days worldwide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now how one group of people, one person figured out how to take down the aliens. Mm-hmm. And then how they sent out a message using old technology that mean it still gets used. Yeah, Morse code does to worldwide to come together as a world, and a lot of people who hate each other to take down a common enemy. So, <clears throat> when you think about this, mental health is that common enemy because you don't want the bad part. Nobody wants to be in a bad spot. Nobody wants to, you know, feel like they're going to kill themselves or actually commit suicide, which is kind of where we're at. So, how do we get there? Where we all come together for. And I, I think, what, I think it's awareness and acceptance. The awareness that it's an issue and the, the acceptance that it's an issue, that it's a big issue. I think you can't it, just bury your head in the sand anymore. See, I think you're right. And I think it goes even a little bit bigger than that because like, you know, kind of bring it back to the whole purpose of the podcast, like amongst first responders and people in our line of work, we are just so busy. We all have lives. Our jobs take up more hours than the normal work week. Like, we're just busy. And a lot of times it's hard to stop and like, like, hey, man, I need help. Bro, I'd love to, but I'm busy with my own damn problems right now. And we forget that, like, hey, wait a second. If we work together, we benefit. Mm-hmm. So I just, you help you, me help me. And each like, country in that movie yeah. was dealing with their own That's what I liked health issue. about the sequel. Yeah. The only thing I liked about the sequel, by the way, the absolute only thing, because it sucked. But it was like, you see, and they talk about like, hey, since this, look what we've done when we come together. They had like kick-ass little flying helicopters and all that cool stuff. Like, they done a lot of cool stuff because they came together. And like with mental health, we see, A, if we're past the step of like just ignoring it because it makes us uncomfortable because we have to focus on our own problems. But a lot of times we're just so busy that it's like just a simple task of like, hey, can you help me with something? Hey, I'd love to, but you know. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. When we just take the time to just say like, yeah, I'll help you. There's going to be, there's, will always be mutual benefit of it. it. Doesn't, it's not instantaneous, which is another thing we have to get past, but there's always going to be mutual benefit. You mean stuff doesn't happen immediately? That's not a thing. I did a bunch of sit-ups and still don't have a six pack. So no. Well, that's just bullshit. You should stop working out completely. Exactly. I mean, he tried it. It didn't work for him. I gave it the old college try. Yeah. He did one and didn't work, so. <laughs> I think he looked good. Thank you. This is my slimming shirt. Can't you tell? You should wear two of them. That's why I'm also leaned back, so the shadows <laughs> give me a better angle. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache hides that triple chin, double chin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, I got one too. Yeah, but you got it worse because your side profile. I know. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Well, I just don't care. Yeah. Like good. From the front. Yeah. <laughs> At a distance. Yeah. With shadows. <laughs> My wife thinks I'm hot, so screw you guys. From a certain point of view. Don't get that HD camera, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you wanted to upgrade. 
What's next? Braveheart. They may take our lives, but they'll never take That's our That's exactly freedom. the speech they're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> Getting everybody psyched up because they want to quit. Yep. So how many times in you know, your recovery do you just want to throw your hands up? Like, screw this. This is this. I don't want to do this anymore. And how many times did Mel Gibson come riding on a horse with a blue painted face and said, no. And you're like, shit, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sir, you have a point. <laughs> that broadsword is very convincing. I'm sorry, it was a claymore, not a broadsword. So, but yeah, I mean, dude, it that speech goes back to exactly what we've talked about multiple times. Hard work and perseverance. It's also believing in something. Yeah. You want your freedom. You want your... So they wanted freedom from England. Yeah. You want freedom from mental health issues and having those thoughts and or wherever it's going to take you mentally because you want to be okay. So you want freedom from the bad stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's <clears throat> what I meant. It takes hard work and perseverance to get that. So did they think they were going to walk into that battle and... Yeah, the nobody was be scared. Yeah, nobody was <laughs> going to die. And all, no, it's something that they accepted because they knew that the work they were about to do and the sacrifice they were about to make would pay off, or that's what they believed and hoped. And that's what and that's what they forgot when they saw the challenge standing in front of them or the English yeah. army, and then how he rallied, rallied them back. Yeah. Nope, we got this. Yeah. In a, in a way, I mean, a more dramatic way. And yeah. <laughs> it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. But can't go wrong. <clears throat> get busy living or get busy dying. Nothing? No, I know the quote. I just, I went blank for a second. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome. Think about everything they both went through. Yeah. And Here's what I like about Andy. Still being positive. Goal oriented. That's the yes. whole that's the point of that whole movie. Yeah. Goal oriented. He's a man of sheer focus and perseverance <laughs> and will. Yeah. And definitely not overnight gratification. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like over decade gratification. Yeah. Was it did we talk about that before about him? Somebody had the theory that he actually did kill his wife. And, like, he actually, like, set up the warden and, like, all of that stuff. Because you never really – everything is from Morgan Freeman's character's perspective. You never see – it's not first person. Like, you only hear him telling yeah. and then mm-hmm. you see the scene, but it's from his perspective. It's not – That wasn't us. Yeah. I was talking about that with somebody. And they were saying, yeah, like, Andy was, a, like – he was a criminal mastermind. So he was like Gerard Butler and uh, law-abiding citizen. Yes, <laughs> that was a great movie. Oh, that was a fantastic movie. <clears throat> That's dedication. That is beyond dedication. That is a mental Cheer. illness. <laughs> Cheer but you know what? He he saw a problem, and this is law-abiding citizen. Yeah, saw a problem. Yep. It wasn't going to be fixed ever. Yeah. So he made it a point to to show, shine the light on the problem. Yeah. And. My favorite scene in the there's two of them in that movie was the courtroom scene when he was going to get released because he's right. It's a problem. Yeah. And my second favorite one is when she picks up her phone like I can do what I want. And 
that movie is wrong on every level, but right. Because it's it showing, highlights it's showing the issues. Yeah. Highlights the issues. <clears throat> and you know what? It's, it's not going to work for everybody, but it worked for him. Yeah. So it's kind of a stretch and I'll admit that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big stretch, but when you heal mentally, not everything's going to work for you. Sometimes that unconventional therapy or, or way to do something. Oh, absolutely. is going to work for you. We were talking about that the other day, <coughs> Rachel and I were about how more and more veterans are turning towards alternative therapies. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ayahuasca and the, all that other type of stuff and are getting amazing results from it. You know, it's like, and I've listened to several different podcasts of guys talking about that stuff, you know, shit works. Now, is it going to work for you or you or the next guy? Maybe not because as we know, not every treatment is going to work for everybody, but for certain things, I mean, why not give it a try? You tried everything else. You've been down the rabbit hole of therapists, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, all the meds, and nothing's helping. Fucking go try shrooms. Dude, I'm serious. <laughs> I think I just got permission to do drugs. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of scientific data that microdosing with psilocybin can be helpful with people with TBI. I mean, it's definitely something to to look into. Test. (laughs) You know, okay. So, don't laugh at me here. I haven't seen a lot of these movies. But I think you'll you'll know my point. I've been saving this one. Mm -hmm. My, you know what my true favorite. Speaking of the mic, please. True favorite uh, all-time movie speech is. What's that? Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. And glory lasts forever. Do you know the movie? Yeah, he went right back to Varsity Blues. Nope. No? No, I know that movie. Hang on. Said by Shane Falco. Yep. <laughs> the replacements. Yep. <laughs> Here's why I like it. Hear me on this. Because they line danced in the bar and in jail after they got into a big bar fight. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it when is. they flipped his truck and his <laughs> the guards came out and shot up the dude's Porsche. <laughs> Or is the deaf guy? <laughs> Inappropriate. I uh, Most, nobody watches the YouTube. It's all listening in the car. It, to me, it highlights something that I think we forget to do a little too often, which is the whole point of the movie. Just stop and enjoy where we are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just enjoy this beautiful shit show that we call life, and find humor in it, and enjoy it. Like, there is going to be bad, like. Working through stuff is always a process, but take time to laugh at yourself every once in a while and just enjoy the little things. And I, what was they always yelled in that movie? It was the the Japanese guy. Oh, uh, when he sat on the guy in the bar. <laughs> yeah, the, the thunder, thunder thunder sky, thunder something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember Wyatty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but that's. <laughs> I'm Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> out of out of all the episodes we've done so far and every time we talk i don't we if ever have talked about like but still enjoy the ride while you're on it oh absolutely dude and no you got, he's got a point yeah 
Well, and that's, we've tried to kind of start going in that direction, talking about the growth phase and stuff, because I think a lot of people do get caught up. Just be positive. And, you know, they focus so much on a diagnosis or, oh, it's PTSD and P- PTS and depression and blah, 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 doom and gloom and blah, blah, blah. And the job's so hard and it's so traumatic. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. But it's not all of that. I mean, there's a lot of different aspects to it. It, The job is very rewarding. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to get a lot out of it. You have to be prepared for the crap. But, I mean, you're going to be able to go, like with our profession, being firefighters, you're going to be able to go to the station, hang out with your buddies. Shenanigans. And play shenanigans. (laughs) What's that restaurant you like with all the... (laughs) That's what, I know that's where he was, he was going to Super Troopers. Yes. <laughs> you oh, going to Mexico. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's with all of us. Like, you know, I've worked in the ER. Like, oh, we see some terrible shit. And we have to do terrible things. And it's stressful. And we don't sleep. But we see some of the funniest things that people can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and it's. How cool. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the good stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good. It doesn't all have to be terrible. If yeah, it's you not live. all doom and gloom all the time. Yeah. We're idiots. We have no business taking care of people. But it's awesome and we're kind of good at it. Hmm? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how cool is that? And, like, look for where all three of us have came from. We literally have, like, when we were younger, had no business growing up into where we are. But look where we're at. It's a pretty cool damn ride and it's still going. Yeah. And there's not a lot. Of, I mean, there's some not fun times with it. There's sometimes there's not a lot of fun times. But overall, like looking back already on my five years, on your 15, 16 years, like it's been some pretty great times. Like it's been pretty cool. And it's not going to last forever. Now I'm on the downhill slide. Yeah, so embrace your shit show while it's here and have fun. <laughs> yep. I think we've been in for more than we have left, more than likely. So. Coming up on 17 pretty quick. Yep. Anniversary date's coming. A month. Yep. And four days. Old. Yep. Yeah, I went and played golf yesterday. Oh, my God. I had a cart. I'm lazy. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I'm not walking that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, like we were talking about, it. there's a lot of fun and a lot of good, you know, to be had. So. I can't never laughed. Until you see a naked guy on PCP running around in his own poop. He never laughed. Now, let me rephrase that. You ain't never laughed like you're on the pumper watching the ambulance have to deal with the naked guy running around on PCP covered poop. I just roll out the, roll out the window so I head out. Hey, that looks like that sucks. Window up. Spell's coming in. Yeah. But that's, again, another example of our culture being a little bit skewed. We are. So what it's, I not, would, it's not funny. What I would, yeah, and what I would like to highlight and like point out a little bit better is the stuff that we do around the station together, you know, the pranks, the pranks, the the camaraderie of, you know, we're playing ping pong together. We're watching movies together. We're doing whatever, even if it's like cleaning up the station, we're still having a good time doing it. I mean, it's not, you know, it doesn't suck. It's not like sitting in a cubicle or, you know, see, having to do whatever else. But here's the thing, sitting in a cubicle is fun for some people. It, it we is. We love that work. Yeah. 
using their brain over their body. Can you yeah. imagine that people actually enjoy being HR managers too? That's what I think. There's some very good HR managers out there and HR people. Yeah, but some <laughs> your wife works in HR, doesn't she? No, no. <laughs> but some actually enjoy it. Could you imagine that? I can't imagine anybody like being an adult babysitter for an entire corporation. Like you can't do that. No. Uh-uh. Oh, you mean no. like a, no, like a battalion chief? Oh yeah. Hey. They're a babysitter for adults. Or my captain. Yeah. Captains, babysitters. Uh, my captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you're watching this. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> no, I don't know if his old ass even knows how to turn on a computer. <laughs> I'm totally going to show him. Hey, man, let me see that smartphone you got. I'm going to show you how to use this thing. I think his captain's probably Oh, it does that? I am. I'll be damned. <laughs> I think they've got the same amount of time on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think your captain has us beat. Well, yeah, he's got more time than us, but he's probably about the same age. I don't. He can't be too. If he's older than us, he can't be too much older. Yeah, he's not. Huh. Well, okay. He's so, just an old soul. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So yeah. All right. What's next on the list? That was the list. That was that was it. It was ten movies. Ten movies. I skipped a couple because they weren't. Because they weren't any good. Yeah. You want to talk about Stripes? Yeah. Stripes was number one on that list. I know Stripes was number one. <laughs> no, we had that conversation. I mean, and I think that one probably would would fly. I think enough people. But he brought up Stay Tuned the other day. Have you heard of that movie, James? Mm-mm. Yeah, I hadn't really either. I y'all, vaguely y'all need some culture. Vaguely remembered it. It's, it's a John Ritter. Ritter movie from the mid '80s. Where he gets trapped in a television. Gets trapped in a satellite controlled by the devil. A satellite controlled by the devil. He has 24 hours to get out or the devil gets his soul. Well, he should have played the fiddle. Great, now I got the song stuck in my head. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's neat. It's a classic. It's a piece, Charlie (laughs) Daniels. I do kind of feel like going to Georgia now. (laughs) (laughs) On a midnight train? Sure, why not? <laughs> Maybe take a trip over to Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Around midnight. You know what's yeah. cool, though? Is I don't know, truly before this podcast, if I could have applied that same thought process to the movies I watched. And then, like, now we talk Ooh. about movies, and I, like, just think back on some of them, like... Yeah, when you start really... You know, because... But that's the thing with yeah. movies. You could take it any way you want, and you can make it fit any way you want. It's all in the lesson you want to take, if you want to take a lesson. Yeah. Or do you just want to be entertained for an hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. I mean, it does all on what you want and what you're looking for and where you're at at that point in your life. Well, interpretation and like we talked about perspective. So that's a big thing with mental health is being able to shift your perspective. Because especially with, you know, like depression and things like that, you have a certain perspective of how you see yourself, how you see the world. All of that. If you're able to shift that perspective, you can have a whole different. Well, if that's the case, then I can argue know, that Jurassic Park may be one of the most influential movies on mental health. Don't play God. <laughs> just because you have an idea doesn't mean you should go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play God. I think that's just good advice. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a mosquito in amber, take it to a museum. <laughs> or just leave it on the ground. No, that was cool. 
take it to a museum. Just don't, put, don't, put drop, it on your, don't drop it, blood out of it. Put it on your desk. <laughs> use it as a paperweight. It's not a science project. <laughs> well, don't use an animal that can change the sex either. Well, yeah, they, they messed that up real bad. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's exactly how science works. I mean, I have yet to see anything that couldn't happen in Jurassic Park. Actually, I think the the frog that they used that DNA from, mm-hmm. if there's no males that can't change the sex to males. Yeah, the frog can. I'm talking about the whole using that to bridge the gap and make dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying. You know what, in the 1800s, uh, they never thought we had motorized vehicles like we do now with AC. Mm-hmm. And We're making dinosaurs, by God. It's, it's coming. And you're going to get yourself a Marlin 3030 to take it down. Yeah, because we all know that packs a wallop. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, just saying, it worked for. Like, hey, what are you doing in November? <laughs> well, not taking deer season. I think I'm gonna go triceratops season this year. Yes, yes. I can't imagine them would be good eating. <laughs> but like, probably tastes like chicken. You doing bow or black rifle? <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> I don't ever eat alligator. Um, once a long time ago. Pretty damn good. I, I, I don't see why a dinosaur wouldn't taste any different. It's on how you cook it. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty gamey. Like, Honestly, could you imagine when if Trey- I shot a dinosaur, I would take it down to Louisiana mm-hmm. and be like, do something. Cook it. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if Traeger came out with a dinosaur edition smoker? How yeah, big cool. would that thing be? It'd be a tractor trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's still not big enough. <laughs> well, we have a forestry problem because we're using all the wood to smoke these tractor trailers mm-hmm. with these dinosaurs. Yeah. I love hillbillies. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy's people. <laughs> That's Kate. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I am not a hillbilly. You're like a flat billy, only because you don't have hills in Louisiana. <laughs> it's a redneck. Fair. Get your slangs right there, buddy. He's a swamp person. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for the no. stark differences in the two. Just whenever you think of them, let me know. I'm not from a hill. Mm-hmm. And technically, hillbillies are mm-hmm. from, like, Tennessee, Kentucky. Area. Okay, cool. And the difference in their lifestyle is... Thank you. <laughs> hey, coming from a true redneck, I got six coolers in my yard as we speak. All right? Do you have a broke-down car with full of Slim Jims? Does a mower count? Motors. I'm, I'm gonna count it. Yeah, you got a Slim Jim in it. Yeah. I got three trailers and two of them have flat tires. I got four trailers and two of them have flat tires. God, do you have do you have, have a deer you. on the wall? Mm-hmm. You have fish mounted on your wall. Even better in the garage. I guess he is red. Checking the boxes. Yeah, <laughs> and I got a junk drawer in my kitchen. Who doesn't have everybody's a drunk drawer? got a junk drawer? That's a midwestern kitchen. thing, by yeah. the way. Not fair. Yeah, we had those in Louisiana. I think everybody's got those everywhere. I got like a list of 15 things in my garage that I'm going to fix eventually. Small list. Yeah. That's just in my garage. Still a small list. I got about seven ladders just laying in the backyard too. Now you're sounding more and more, you're crossing line between redneck and white trash. I'll wait for the differences. (laughs) I got two acres There's so much room to put shit (laughs) He's making my point for me (laughs) Mm. 
All right. Anyway, <laughs> before we go completely down what hog lane? Yes. <laughs> How long have we been at this? Please tell me long enough. Yes, long enough. But I'm having fun. Mm. Yeah. Now that I'm not invisible anymore, I'm having time a lot. I do miss the invisible Moran. I, I miss invisible mute Moran. So, oh, um, just to let everybody know, we will be shortly moving into a new studio. So, probably it'll be within a month or so. So, is it going to have air conditioning though? Yes. Is it going to have decent air conditioning? Yes. Will there be snacks? There probably will be snacks. We need to get like a little mini fridge. There's actually going to be a full size fridge right outside the door. I meant like right here next to us, though. We just have to reach over and. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, but there's not going to be beer because somebody had to have problems in the past. (laughs) You can drink in a beer. (laughs) Why would I drink a flavored beer? Without getting the desired effect of drinking beer, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring a bottle of apple juice. <laughs> Is it gonna taste like cinnamon? Because I'm out. No, it's the rye flavored apple juice. <laughs> it's whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Fireball for a minute. Oh God, no! Do I look like I'm 14? No, it's like you're a redneck. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's why there's going to be bush light. <laughs> I can't say much on that one. I'll, I'll drink bush light too. It's America's favorite beer. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks everybody for stopping by. Love you guys for part two. Before you wrap it up, uh-huh. maybe we should see if they have any movies they want us to talk about or anything else. Yeah, just saying. Give uh, some, you give know, some ideas. Yeah, the email is. In the description, we got a Facebook page. Washdownpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. So I'm going to give him Jeremy's phone number. Yeah, if you do that, <laughs> this episode will never air. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hit us up on Facebook, you know. So, all right, everybody. If you're having a problem, reach out. If somebody you know is having a problem, reach out. The resources are out there. Thank you very much, and... Take care of yourself. Hold up.